Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. Thank you so much for joining me today and thank you for listening in. This episode is on Radical Compassion by Tara Brash. Um, She also wrote another book called Radical Acceptance. And this one is all about learning to love yourself and your world with the practice of rain, which I'll get into in just one moment. But just before we start, a quick word from the sponsors of the podcast now. The podcast is sponsored by Heights. Heights is your all-in-one brain care supplementation. Research suggests it can take up to four months to replenish your malnourished brain because most of us, almost 99% of us, in fact, are not getting sufficient nutrients in our diet to support our brain's normal function, which is obviously not good. And that can impact things like your mood, your sleep, anxiety, all things that are pretty key to just having a good day. I've been using it for just over a month now and I think sleep is the main benefit that I'm getting from it so far but there are a whole host of benefits that they claim will come from months three, four, five of taking the supplement so I'm super excited for that. Now you get 10% off of any subscription using the code need to read. All of the details of that will be in the description of this episode but when you break it down to a subscription of over three months it's like a pound a day to feel on top of your game, improve your sleep, reduce anxiety and just generally have better brain health, which is kind of a bargain, right? Welcome to the episode. Let's talk about radical compassion. Um, But firstly, why I read the book. I had to have a little bit of an intervention with myself the other day, when I was like, right, I've got two books that I need to read to get myself back on track, because I was feeling a little bit sad. I'd be lying if I said that I was feeling happy now. I think... I'm still a little bit flat and sad, but I don't think that that's necessarily a problem. I think, obviously, it's a a sign that I need to do some different things, but that is what I'm doing, and I'm on the up. So, uh, before everyone floods my uh, Instagram DMs, I'm alright. Just a bit sad. Need to kind of not normalise it, but just like some people are sad sometimes. God, look at me covering my track so I don't get a million messages. Please, um... You don't need to message me. Thank you very much, everyone, though. It's very kind. But sometimes it's exhausting talking about it. But I decided that I needed to read Radical Compassion because I wasn't being very kind to myself. And I have a real propensity just to be a little bit of a prick to myself, which is not that cool. I think, if anything, um, we should be kindest to ourselves and and not that not that we shouldn't be kind to other people, but we should be most kind to ourselves. And I'm not very good at that. So I was like, right, I'm going to read Radical Compassion and Love Yourself, Let Your Life Depend on It by Kamal Kamal Ravikant. Because that book, when it comes to self-love, super important. But um, I think self-love is a step too far for me at the moment. I think self-compassion is probably the most important thing. Now, when it comes to self-compassion, people... People don't really know what it means. People don't really understand it. And that's because I think we're kind of encouraged to improve on our self-esteem as opposed to our self-compassion. But the data and the science actually backs up that people who practice self-compassion over self-esteem actually like recover quicker from traumatic events. People are generally a little bit happier because self-esteem is actually quite a fragile thing. If you've got like high self-esteem and then something goes wrong, you you weren't expecting that. You wouldn't think anything would go wrong with you because you've got such high self-esteem. You're such an esteemed individual. You're actually above average. 
I think that's what it is, is, is self-esteem, is your brain convincing you you are above average, which, I mean, we can't all be above average, right? Average has to include some of us. So this whole self-esteem movement and, like, participation medals, I don't know if anyone's heard of those in schools. Um, Thomas Erickson spoke about it in the episode with him. If you haven't listened to that, um, have a listen back. But he basically said that narcissism is on the rise and that's mainly because of self-esteem work, which is not bloody good because narcissism, narcissists are bellends, I think is a general rule. I don't think you can be a kind narcissist, but I'm willing to be proved wrong. Um, so, this book encourages the practice of RAIN. RAIN is recognize allow investigate and nurture so when your negative thoughts come up so for myself like um what's been a negative thought i've had recently i mean i've had a lot but which ones am i allowed to allowing myself to share all right so the other day i just thought i was a bit weak-willed and the reason i say that is because i attempted to do ten and a half hours of meditation as part of my intervention with myself, I tried to do a, a day of meditating from Meditation Dave's course. So I sat down there, you do a 15 minute meditation, half an hour, 45 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. And I got to midway through the two and a half hour meditation. And I just couldn't do it. So instantly in my mind, I was like, you little failure bastard. And I was obviously being quite horrible to myself, which isn't that good. Um, So, with that thought, I had to recognise it for what it is, allow the thought to sort of sit there, be with the thought, be totally present and in the moment with the thought, and then I had to investigate it, because I was like, right, so what does it actually mean that I didn't do ten and a half hours of meditation? Like, what does that mean about me as a person? And really, I kind of figured out that it doesn't mean anything about me as a person. If anything, it means I did six and a half hours, which is quite a long time. And the way that I'm talking there kind of brings me to my next point, which is you have to nurture yourself. And this is something that is quite new. And I think everyone needs to listen up to this point. We need to nurture ourselves. And I'm not saying that that means that there was definitely like a lack of nurturing in your childhood or anything like that, which people automatically assume that's not the case. Maybe it is, I don't know. But nurturing is beyond your childhood and you have to bring it into your adult life. And by nurturing, it just mean being kind and encouraging and as if you were looking after yourself and looking out for yourself. So the language that I was using around myself of being you little failure bastard prick, being horrible to me, that's not nurturing language. The nurturing language and, and the way in which I'd nurture myself from this whole meditation failure, whatever you want to call it, um, is saying, yeah, Troy, you've done really well. Well done for attempting that. That's amazing. Like, congratulations for even giving it a go. A lot of other people might not do that, or not even to compare it to other people. It would just be... Yeah, well done. You gave that a good go. Good effort. And that's the kind of nurturing language that we need to use ourselves. This book, by the way, pretty much just repeats that whole rain thing with different scenarios all the way throughout. I'd liken it a little bit to Loving What Is by Byron Katie or The Power of Now 
where it is just very, very, like, repetitive. And there are a few parts that stood out to me. Like, once there's a story about a guy who is at work who he was not a very compassionate person until he started going to therapy with this or the author of this book. He jumped to conclusions of people when they were failing work or when they didn't deliver on time and he was quite nasty. When he started going to therapy and he was actually allowing himself to be compassionate towards himself, it allowed him to be more compassionate with other people. So there's a part in the book where someone said, oh, look, I've, like, I haven't been able to do this work on time for you. And he said, hey, don't worry about it. You're just doing the best you can with what you've got. And then all of a sudden the guy had tears in his eyes and then he told him that he'd had his wife had been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and that he's finding it really tough. So where the guy had started to be more compassionate to himself, he then allowed himself to be more compassionate to other people, which strengthened his relationships and allowed space for other people to open up, which is, of course, quite an important thing. The book is essentially full of little examples like that where someone was a bit of a brick. They then learned how to use the RAIN method and, and started to be more compassionate to themselves and, and started to focus on mindfulness and things like that. And I think generally people nowadays understand that mindfulness is definitely a positive thing and that it can help them. Um, but I've been meditating for two years and it's it has certainly helped. I don't think anything can fix you but things can definitely help. And meditation and mindfulness has been one of those things for me. Um, and that has allowed me, whilst practicing the brain method that's in this book, it has made it a little bit easier because it's not completely new to me. The whole sort of becoming aware of your breath, becoming aware of your focus, um, and being a little bit kinder with your mind, which would, of course, be amazing if I could do that all the time. Um, but, of course, just being a human being... It's quite difficult to do that. Well, whilst we're on the subject of mindfulness and meditation, as you know, I use Headspace and Headspace have very kindly sponsored this episode of the podcast. When it comes to meditating, they make it super, super simple. There are take a breather meditations that they use that are like two, three minutes long if you just need to bring yourself back to earth, essentially, amongst the daily chaos of life. If you need to do some courses on focus or anxiety or stress or happiness on a brighter note, then they've got you covered. I've done the happiness course. I loved it. I've done the anxiety course. I enjoyed that. And the focus course was also really helpful for my sort of progression of meditation and becoming a better meditator. Now, it is one of those things that can seem awfully complicated, but it doesn't have to be so. So if you need to find some Headspace, go to headspace.com slash need to read, get one month free of their entire meditation library, including those courses that I just mentioned. And that is the best Headspace offer available at the moment. So go to headspace.com forward slash need to read. That's headspace.com forward slash need to read. Back to the book now when it comes to this book i honestly i liked it but i didn't love it mainly because it's a little bit woo woo a little bit artify and she talks about goddess energy um and so many other things like that that just don't make that much sense to me if you know what i mean um so yeah, it it was one of those weird books that just made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Now I 
am very aware at the moment my current mood is reflected in my enjoyment of all things that I do, including reading, including how much I enjoy the books. So I'm very much aware that when I give this like a two and a half out of five, or maybe like a four out of seven, shout out Dr. Mike second for the ratings out of seven. Um, but yeah, I just don't think like calling on my earth goddess is really like high on my priorities right now. I think I'm quite sceptical as much as I have looked at the science on self-compassion and I absolutely know that it is helpful. I'm quite sceptical. There are multiple parts of the book. She talks about the prodigal son um, story from the Bible. I was going to say Jesus world, but I guess that is kind of the same thing. Um, but like there were parts of it that were helpful in terms of the mindfulness and start of like wherever you are in terms of using the rain, the recognize, allow, investigate. If you start having trouble again, then just start where you are. That's what she says in the book, which is quite useful. You can only ever start where you are with whatever you're doing in life. So that's that's what you have to do when it comes to being a bit kinder to yourself. And I'm so painfully aware right now as I'm talking that you're going to be taking advice on being compassionate to yourself or someone who really isn't that sort of compassionate to themselves. But I'm really trying and that's why I think it's important for me to do this episode to encourage others to give it a go as well. Because if you're a little bit like me at the moment, you've got those sort of negative self-belief and they're becoming a little bit of a lens that you sort of see the world and shape the experience of like how you experience others. It's not, it's not enjoyable. So like this stuff that works, that is backed by science, although there is arty-farty, airy-fairy fluff and divine goddess energy stuff that is attached to it, it is obviously helpful. And one quite nice story in the book that is, I mean, it's definitely airy-fairy, it's from religion. Um, but in the mid-50s, there was a highway being built in Bangkok. Um, so they had to re- relocate a massive clay statue of the Buddha. Um, so like for generations, the, the community around this area had absolutely loved it. And when the crane was brought in, they began to lift it. And as it sort of shifted, the clay began to, um, the clay began to crack say that quickly i can't clay began to crack crack began to clay they lowered the statue into the ground um because a storm was coming so they covered it with the tarp and over the next couple of days the clay just continued to crack and what they saw was the actual buddha inside the clay was solid gold we are all clay buddhas according to the author of this book that we're walking around with this clay exterior on where we're not loving to ourselves, we're not kind to ourselves, and we don't see ourselves what we really are, which is a Buddha of solid gold or an Ed of solid gold or whatever your name is of solid gold, which is a very, very nice sentiment. And I think that is probably quite true, is that if you're anything like me, you're probably your own sort of biggest critic. And when it comes to thinking about nurturing yourself like because it includes a lot of language like oh it's not your fault and like you're doing really well and it's not something that I naturally sort of believe about myself um 
because I think there's quite an important part in life where you take responsibility and that sort of radical responsibility to combat um, radical compassion it's it's quite important for how you feel about how things go in your life but maybe I could be wrong this is the kind of time where it's important to read books that you don't necessarily you believe in especially when it comes to how you talk to yourself or how you think about yourself because that's the important things in life is kind of how you deal with yourself because people can come and go but unfortunately we are all stuck with ourselves and there are times when I am so annoyed about that fact that I have to live with myself forever um but what other choice do I have really I haven't got to do it so I might as well try and learn how to make it a much more pleasant experience by reading about things like compassion and learning how to be kinder to myself. Like, if I'm going to be kind to myself right now, whilst also being kind to some other people who might sort of attach to the stuff that I've been talking about today, is that I've only read one book on it, hardly been practising it for over a week, give yourself a break. So if you read this book or if you don't, there's a brilliant TED Talk for people who don't want to read the book but want to learn about this by Kristin Neff. Uh, she's the author of a book called Self-Compassion, which I think I'm going to read because I, I kind of liked her her TED Talk. Um, but yeah, that is a really good explanation of self-compassion and how it can sort of work for you and how you can you can learn to view yourself or at least treat yourself every now and then with a bit of self-compassion because we're all out here being absolute balanced to ourselves and it's not helpful and that's what we got to do is look for things that are helpful i gotta be completely transparent this episode today has been really difficult for me to record because i've had to pause it a few times because i'm just like you are chatting absolute shit you are a rubbish podcaster blah 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 but each time i've had to stop I've recognised it, I've allowed space for it, I've sat with it, I've then, um, whatever that I was, <laughs> investigated it and then nurtured it a little bit. And I've got through it. And I'm I'm terrified that I'll lose listeners from this one episode because I've I've got this whole negative outlook on life at the moment. But that is part of the transparency that's important of doing something like this that I don't think you see that much. Um, is when people are like, hey, this has been quite difficult for me to do. Um, But I'm doing it anyway for the sake of transparency and for the sake of, I think it's important that people hear this, that when you read a book about self-compassion or when you start learning about it and you're finding it really difficult, you're like, oh my God, Ed found it pretty hard as well. Because I can guarantee loads of people have messaged me after this, like, oh, I find it really difficult as well. And we can all just be together in the fact that we're all human, We're all imperfect, we're all just doing our best and it's difficult to be kind to yourself sometimes. And uh, that is it. The podcast also is sponsored by BetterHelp, by the way. Um, They do therapy. I'm I'm not going to do a whole long ad about it, but if you are really, really struggling, then therapy is a great idea. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read. And you get 10% off your first month. And I couldn't recommend therapy enough. It's saved my life. No more words needed on that. Thank you so much for listening. You are all absolute legends. I hope that I um, haven't lost you all from this podcast. Because I'm a miserable bastard. But 
I'm going to be back on Thursday with a podcast episode with Kay Curd, who is a very, very funny person, which will lift the mood from this miserable podcast that you've just listened to. So if you've made it to the end, thank you so much. I am honestly so grateful that people listen to this podcast and like what I do and I get to help people. It serves me very, very well. I love you all. You absolute legends. Goodbye.